0: Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are here again. We are happy to be with you today. We are bringing the best of our best energy today. And uh, it's a wonderful day. I'll just, I'll just say that. Matt, informed me that it is the first day of Hanukkah. Although I am not somebody who celebrates Hanukkah. I just want to say to all of you, Hanukkah celebrating people out there Have at it. Enjoy this time. Celebrate with your family and your loved ones. And other than that, we're going to jump right into this awesome podcast that we have today because Matt and I were talking before, oh, we should probably do the intro the way we should do it.
1: Check us out on Facebook, the Ninja Selling Podcast on Facebook. Search us. We have a great group. It's amazing. Probably 11,000 million people in there now. It's awesome. Go check it out. Thank you, Matt. So jumping right into the podcast today... We
0: have uh, a word that all of you who have been listening to us for a long time—we've been doing this now for we are literally coming up on coming up on four years. Four years. Uh, there's a an episode we did a while back where we said, you know, there's a word that's showing up that we really just can't stand, and the word is realistic. And I was talking with Matt this morning, and I was like, the darn word is showing up again. I have heard it so many times. In the last month, going through business planning, writing goals, where people have said, I want to be realistic about next year. And I keep stopping going like, where is that? Co- what are you watching? Who are you paying attention to? What information are you bringing into your world? Because that only comes up when we are finding limitations out there, where we are wanting to write a big goal, but that little voice comes in and goes, eh, but let's be realistic. And it just makes me go insane. And
1: Matt, we're going to talk about this today. Yeah. I've had several conversations this week already about about this. And, well, I got to make sure my goal aligns with the market predictions for next year. And it's like, wait, what? Who cares what the market's going to do? We are such a small piece of the market that it doesn't matter what the markets do. If you want to, you can go counter the market. You can blow it up while everybody else is paring down. Now, if you don't want to set a big goal because you're like, hey, that's just not part of my goals. Great. Let's find a different goal. That's a big, quote unquote, goal for you. But that's different than realistic. It is totally different than realistic. But I just wanted to put that out because people are like, yeah, but I just don't want to work that hard. I'm like, no, we're not talking about you necessarily. This is not about you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Although... (laughs) (laughs) There could be something in there that we need to discuss about goals. Why are goals supposed to be realistic? Goals aren't meant to be realistic. They're meant to be crazy. They're meant to be like, holy cow, if I hit that, that's going to be incredible. That's what goals are designed to do. Otherwise, you live a really boring, realistic life. Well, otherwise, a goal is a limiting belief
0: that you're putting out there. You're putting something out there saying, this is the limit of what I think I can obtain. Instead of a "what if we hit that," like whoa, my, what if? Like oh, wouldn't it? Wait, where would my world be? What would my life look like? But the minute you're putting it out there and you're attaching this little piece to it that goes, "That's probably as good as I possibly could do because of this and that and this going on,"
1: you literally are setting a limit. Well, Garrett too. What I'm seeing some people do is they're looking at their production for this year and being like, I want to be a realistic, so I'm just going to set my goal to be the same as I did this year. And I'm like, well, then we don't have to business plan. In fact, we don't even need to talk anymore. Just do the same thing you did this year and you'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, they'll probably go back and be like, holy holy cow, I I didn't even do what I did last year. Well, yeah, because you just limited yourself, your upper limit as what you just did, which clearly is possible. So frustrating.
0: You know, the other place I'm seeing it come in, Matt, is I've had a lot of conversations with people say, like, well, I had that one big deal this year that pushed me to this spot that I'm in. You can hear the intro voice going, I will never do another deal like that again. That was like a just a like one off. It was a it was a big one. But like, you know, what? I'm not going to build a business even thinking that I'm going to do a transaction like that again. And it's funny the conversations to have with people and say, well, Let's just use the uh, term like a $9 million transaction. And you're usually doing $1 million transactions. Well, what if that $9 million, now that you've done it, now people see you as somebody that can do $9 million transactions. What if that raises your baseline transaction to $2 million? What if all your deals you did last year averaged $1 million? What if all your deals this year averaged $2 million? Because you did the $9 million deal last year. What would your business look like if every single one of them now set a new bar of a new average for you? Like This is the power of that big, big, big deal that you did is it raises the baseline of everything around you of what you're capable of, the type of people you can work with, how they see you as what you can handle for real estate... Like it just raises everything up. So yeah, you may not have another $9 million transaction last next year, but it raises the baseline of everything that you're doing and the level that you're playing at, which then it's like, well, what if we did have another one bonus? If we didn't have it, we're probably going to make it up by the baseline being raised. Like don't sell yourself short just because whether you might or might not have that one thing that maybe made a goal work doesn't work that way.
1: Well, you think about it this way, too. Goals are designed to then craft, what are the things that I can do to help attract that, to help bring that towards me? And if you are saying, oh, I can never do a deal like that again, then you're not going to do anything of what it takes to go find another $9 million or let's bump it up to an 11 $12, 13000000 million deal. Like, you're not going to do the things. But it was an accident. The nine million dollar deal I did this year was it was an accident. Like that's not who I am. That's not the business I run. I do million dollar transactions. I feel bad for you. <laughs> By the way, doing million transactions is really awesome. But the Henry Ford quote, right? I mean, which well, it's attributed to Henry Ford. He probably took it from somebody else. But you know, whether you say you can or you cannot, you are correct, and that is what we're talking about. And the minute you say now. I know there's other aspects of where we bring in the word realistic and, and things like that into everyday life and things. And we're not talking about that in particular, although you may want to rethink the way you, you use that too. But anytime you're talking about what you want to achieve and where you want to go and you drop the word realistic into that bucket, you've now created or codified a limit that already is in your non-conscious. And that's exactly what we're trying to pull apart. So... What I would do instead is look at and say, okay, well, if I take out all the outside factors, because I think, Garrett, a lot of people are looking at Lawrence Yoon and other economists and all the market predictions of what's going to happen in 2023, which, by the way, drastically change week over week. It's kind of fun watching the different headlines because it's like, ooh, who's adjusting their predictions this week (laughs) Well, the last thing you want to be
0: is wrong. Like we got to adjust because we don't want to be, you know, have egg on our face that we made a wrong prediction. You got to adjust.
1: Well, and I think what's happening right now, which is why you're seeing this bandwagon of, oh, the market's going to, which by the way, is turning around. I don't know if people have recognized the whole, the market's crashing language has softened a little bit as people are like, wait, it hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. So you go back to um, 2008 and nobody wants to be wrong like that again. Where they're like, oh, no, it's crazy. Keep going. Bye, 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 bye. And then it's like, and nobody wants to be that person again. By the way, there's a way to not predict a crash. And even if things is just don't predict anything, quite frankly, (laughs) it's just kind of where I go to. If you want to be right all the time, stop making predictions. Right. And so this is where people are like, I want to be right. So the the bandwagoning of jumping on this is going crazy. But if you look at the top people in the industry, the, the people who are out there in the field doing the work, none of them are talking about that. One, because they're also not making predictions the other way. They're just saying, hey, I know that I am in control of my future and my business. And I know there's always growth opportunities no matter the market. So if we continue to connect with our people, have conversations, add value, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for anyone to grow and thrive. And that's the cool part. And so pulling that back to the realistic, if you're saying realistic, then you're totally cutting off that opportunity from yourself. And I and I don't want to see people do that. We do have third quarter FHFA data.
0: That's what I'm pulling up right now because uh, it was really interesting that this report came out Then of course everybody's going like, oh my gosh! Look, we're starting to see a drop. And uh, there's a couple pages in here that I really love. So if you look at the full report, and this is again is a fairly substantial report. I'm actually trying to see it. Twenty nine pages long right now. On page number eight, one of my favorite pages in the entire thing. What it talks about in here: monthly house price index for the U.S. from January of 1991 to present. And I have looked at this graph so many times over my time of being even around real estate. So I started looking at this back in 2000, around 2005 is when I really started paying attention to it. And i looked at it every single quarter just to kind of go, let's see what the changes are. Let's see what this journey that we've been on. And so I started looking at it before it got all weird and crazy and did all kinds of funny stuff. And you can see exactly when the banks failed. You can see the exact moment of bailout money back in 2008, You can see exactly in 2011 when the market's flatlined for the first time and we're like, whoa, like there's this little teeny marker that's just starting to grow that says we are hit a flat spot. We're not going down anymore. You can see right at the end of 2011 when this thing started to take off and go up again. You can see right where COVID hit. It just makes this little hook. And I was like, "Ooh, this little hook, we could go down." And then it goes, "Boom!" and just shoots straight up into the air almost, which is what we saw over the last couple of years. And then we have the spot where it peaks and it drops. The last quarter, this came out, you could start to see the drop on it. It was just starting to tail off and go down. And I was like, "Ooh, here we go!" Like this could be the marker of like what we might be seeing. If anybody's going, like we could have a drop here. If you look at it right now there's a little tail that flatlines. And I'm like, that's what I wanted to see. That shows me that, yes, we did have a little bit of a correction here. Whatever change, whatever was the input that made it go, hey, we're going to stop this crazy appreciation. We're going to put it on hold for a second and drop, be it inflation, be it uh, uh, interest rates, whatever it might be that made the market go, whoa, put the brakes on for a second. We are now at a spot that it has dropped a little bit. And instead of it just continuing on a downward run, that little tail tells me, okay, we need to start paying attention here right now because I'm not seeing the signs, especially in this information, that we are going to continue a downward slide. Those little teeny tails like that have always led me to kind of like, what do I need to be paying attention to right now? And you should all pay attention to it. You should go grab that graph. And if you've got people that are nervous about the marketplace right now, tell the story. Where are we going? What's happening here right now? But going back to where we started this, this leads us to don't look at the marketplace around you and the factors that are around you to be like, that's the predictor about whether I'm going to be successful or not, or hit these crazy goals that I want to put out there in 2023. You are the creator of that. You have so many resources at your fingertips, so many people that need your help out there. Whether the marketplace decides to crash and drop, lose 10% of its value in the next 12 months, you still have the available resources to create an amazing, crazy goal that you want to set for yourself. That's why we're here today talking to you.
1: Yeah. I know this wasn't supposed to be about FHFA, but like South Carolina, number two, finally getting high up in the rankings on trailing one year appreciation and well up there in the quarter as well. You know, we look at these shifts, but I think this is where you have to protect your mindset because this is when people start to bring in the limiting and be realistic. Well, I got to look at the look at Garrett, look at how many. How many areas, how many states, how many metro areas had negative appreciation in the third quarter? It's like, okay, but how much was it really down? I mean, you know, okay, Idaho down 2.7% after having a what the past few years, still a five year run of 115%. Mm -hmm. Whoa, you know, so like, yeah, there's always going to be these changes in the market. But here's the other thing. That's just price appreciation, that doesn't mean that your personal business has to follow those trends. And most people do look at trends and say, hey, yeah, I'm just going to trend with the market. The top people that you're looking at that you want to be like, they're not market trenders. In fact, when they have down years, a lot of times other people are having crazy years because what's impacting their success is maybe something personal, maybe something that they want to change. Right? Maybe something that they knew it was going to be a down year because they were having to make some other investments and other things to skyrocket. Corey Whitaker is the best example. They use her in the Ninja installation to show, hey, she found Ninja, boom, crazy growth in her business, close to a million GCI, I think it was 700 something. And then the next year, almost half because she burned out. Then she hired an assistant and this year she's what, tracking towards 2 million. Here's some more just interesting information
0: around the FHFA data that you're sharing in your fist pumping uh, for South Carolina there still
1: didn't beat Florida.
0: It's funny how we can get competitive over like our state. We're like come on, like let's get going. 2022 third quarter still had a positive appreciation for the quarter nationally. Like there's things we need to look at here. It's like yes, there are some cities that came down a little bit. There are some cities that got that got bumped here negatively but really as a, as a whole as a nation we still didn't have negative appreciation for the quarter we still if we look at one year so third quarter of 2021 to third quarter of 2022 nationally we still have a 12% appreciation over that time period that's huge if you go back to 2019 anywhere in 2019 did not get over 6% appreciation We have a 4.9, 4.9, 4.9, and 5.4 for the 12-month running time period there for those quarters. We're still sitting at a 12 right now. Like, Take a big, deep breath. Let's go.
1: We hadn't seen anything over two for one quarter. Nothing over 2% from fourth quarter 2005 was the last time it was over 2% all the way to third quarter 2020 when it was almost 4% and which was a slingshot because of well we all know the dreaded C word pulling this back out of the data and into this vision setting if you are sitting there looking at your goal you finish your business plan you're like good this is a realistic plan i want you to reconsider the goals you've set i want your plan to be quote realistic in the way of like hey i can actually go do these things that's important that's a really good point Matt and just i i'm going to stop you because
0: i think that what you can make realistic is you have 24 hours in the day. Some of those hours you need to sleep. Some of those hours you need to feed yourself. Some of these hours you need to take for personal time to make sure that you're running at the most optimum that you could possibly work. We have other people in our life that require our attention and they require our love and our affection and our our energy. We need to be realistic with that. So that like I look at like kids so we can raise respectful, awesome human beings in this world. They need you. At the same time, you have time left over to work and you have time left over to grow your business. You have time left over to actually handle the business you've created. And those are the areas of the, what are the items that I have that I could put in to grow and manage this business? That's where you get to be realistic with the time. You know, you saying I'm going to put on a thousand person event every single week and I'm going to do that in a four day work week. And I'm only going to put in eight hours a day to be able to create that every single week over and over again. There's a certain point there that you're going to be like, yeah, this is not realistic. Like I have set something here that is not realistic. But the results results are a funny thing that uh, if you are working in the right areas, doing the right thing, like that's not the place to be realistic. But the Activities. I can understand that. So I'm happy you said it that way, Matt.
1: Yeah. And that was a good explanation of it, too. And I think the root of that is that your actions do not need to be linear to your results and rarely ever are. We spend so much time looking for the linear actions, like, oh, well, what's the ROI on this? And it never, that ROI never changes. So we just do this. It's like, well, first of all, those ROIs might change. Second of all, we should be looking at things that maybe don't have calculable. ROIs because those could be the major trend vendors. They could also be huge wastes of time. But if you set a, quote, unrealistic goal, a big goal, a crazy goal, you're going to have a different type of analysis on how your time is used so that you set a realistic action plan that you're like, yeah, I can do these things. And those realistic actions can produce unrealistic results. That is what we're trying to achieve. That is the
0: quote. Realistic activities that will produce unrealistic results. Okay, that's a t-shirt. I see a bumper sticker. Realistic activities
1: that produce unrealistic
0: results. That is the
1: new tagline for coaching. We had mentioned a a t-shirt, I think, at one point about millennials on the phone. And I was told, please don't make those. But this one may be something we should do. Uh, So drop it in the podcast group. I'm writing notes here. You just keep talking, Matt. That would be incredible. So Garrett's already working on the the t-shirt designs, the bumper stickers, the coffee mugs, the Yetis, the whatever we're going to put these things on. And see, this is us thinking about crazy goals and things that we want to do versus, I mean, realistically be like, Garrett, we're not an apparel company. That's not right. No, we can be whatever we want to be. You can't tell us who we could be. <laughs> so I think this is great, man. I mean, do you have more that you want to add into this? Because I mean, I'm pumped up. I'm ready. To, I want to go do things now. I want to go do some, quote, realistic things that produce unrealistic results. But I know you, you probably have some more wise words for the audience.
0: Well, no, I think, I think for the most part, this is, again, it's one of those things that Matt and I come up with episodes for all of you based off of real time, what we're seeing out here right now. And there's a lot of people that come to myself and to Matt and they said, How did you know what I needed to hear right at this moment in time? And it's because we talk to so many people and we're working in so many people's businesses out here. And as much as you all think you're special, unique, and different, and this is like my own little thing that nobody else is experiencing the same thing that I am, no we're all in this together. We are all a collective resource of knowledge and information. And because of the news and our offices and our friends, we all collectively throw our ideas into the pot of what we think reality is, what we think is possible. And you know, when we start to see these trends start to come up, it's not because it's one person that just decided that, this is what I think is possible next year. It's a, it's a collective consciousness of a lot of people. And that's why these things that we're sharing with you, you're probably going like, wow, I was doing that as I was making my business plan. I was looking at next year. And that's the thing I just want people to be aware of is, is that there's a lot of people out here that are using the realistic word. Matt and I do have a hard time with it when we hear it because usually it's based off false information that's appearing to be real in our world because of a collective consciousness on it. I don't really have a whole lot more to add other than I'm kind of fired up right now and uh, I'm ready to go create some shirts.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Well, so guys, I hope that you got some great value out of this. If you want to share your thoughts, we've been posting the episodes links to where you can listen online, just like our, our regular standard link to our website or to the hosting site. But you can obviously listen to the podcast anywhere. But we're posting these on in our Facebook group so that y'all can comment on them or chat amongst each other about those particular episodes. This was a request that somebody had made. And I think it's great. And I love the comments that people are dropping on there. So if you're not in our Facebook group, get into Facebook, search for the Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find the community, hop in there, answer some questions. We got you covered. And if you are new to Ninja, or you want to learn more about Ninja, head over to ninjaselling.com. You're going to learn about the whole path, how you can get on the path, where you can find an installation, which is our four day immersive experience to get Ninja installed inside of you so that you can run it in your business and in your personal life. If you're interested in learning more about coaching, which is one on one attention with you and your business, you can find that at ninjaselling.com as well. And there's a whole host of other things there. So check it out. And if there's anything that we can do for you, you know, you can hit up Garrett and I as well through the podcast community or Every other way is that y'all figure out to communicate with us, which is wonderful. So appreciate you. Appreciate you, Garrett. I appreciate you too, man. Uh, thanks for, again,
0: as always, doing this with me. And um, thanks, everybody, for joining us on this journey today. If you ever wondered, because as you made the Henry Ford quote, and you're like, I'm not sure if it's Henry Ford's quote or if it's like maybe somebody else's he pulled it from. I know his neighbor for years was like, that was mine. This one came from us. Realistic actions to produce unrealistic results. That's a Matt and Garrett one. So just quote that one. You can put our name with it. Uh, It's not our neighbors. It's not somebody else's. That's ours. So everybody enjoy your day.
1: (laughs) Take care, everyone.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the podcast.com.
1: There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.